welcome to CQC Connect. In this episode, we're going to talk about the test and learn activities we've been carrying out with local authorities. This is where we've tested our approach to local authority assessment in Hampshire and Manchester, and we'll continue to learn and adapt our methodology. My name's Mary Cridge. I'm the Director of Adult Social Care here at CQC, and I lead the local authority assessment work. I'll be your host today, and I'm pleased to be joined by Jess Hutchinson, Bernie Enright, Laura Arnold and Lella Andrews. Welcome and thank you all for joining us. Let's start with a round of introductions. Bernie. Thanks, Mary. I'm Bernie Enright and I'm the Executive Director of Adult Social Services in Manchester. Jess. Thanks, Mary. I'm Jess Hutchinson, Assistant Director for Hampshire Adults Health and Care and also Principal Social Worker. Thank you. Laura. Hi, Mary. I'm Laura Arnold, Inspection Manager at CQC, and I was the Lead Inspector at the Test and Learn for Hampshire. And Lella. Thanks, Mary. I'm Lella Andrews, an Inspection Manager in Adult Social Care and currently seconded to this work, and I led the assessment at Manchester. Great. Thank you all. So let's kick off then. Bernie and Jess. Can you both tell us why your local authority agreed to be involved in these test and learn activities? Bernie, let's come to you first. Okay. well, having worked in social care for over 30 years, I'm old enough to remember when CQC previously carried out inspections of adult social care. And I thought this would be a really valuable opportunity to help the new approach going forward and support the development of the new methodology. We're also really keen to use the learning from it to support our continuous improvement and transformation of how we assess and support the people of Manchester that we serve. Thank you. Jess? So Hampshire's director, Graham Allen, and I talked about this and it didn't require much of a decision, really. It was a really positive opportunity to practice and to learn more about the assessment framework and perhaps get a little bit of an inside track on that, but also a chance for staff to share their hard work and a chance for the local authority to also possibly influence the CQC process and development from a local authority perspective. Thank you both. Here's another question for you. Tell us how did you prepare for the test and learn activity and prepare your staff? Coming to you, Bernie. Okay, so we were asked to complete a self-assessment questionnaire before the test and learn activities commenced and we set up a task and finish group with some key representation from across adult social care and that included our principal social worker, head of commissioning, etc. And we started to look at how we could gather our evidence to share. And whilst we didn't know CQC was about to be introduced, we had over the past few years had a strong focus on continuous improvement and more recently transformation of our services. So we'd been already making sure our policies and procedures were up to date, for example, and importantly, accessible to our staff. And we've been working really hard to develop that golden thread from frontline to senior management and back again. And we'd also redesigned our performance framework, which had a real focus on good quality data and looking at how we could improve outcomes and evidence we were improving outcomes for the people we serve. Thank you. And Jess? So we had a good starting place. We'd already started work on self-assessment 
but it wasn't quite through the perspective that CQC then put on that. So we had to do some more work on that and did that over quite a short time period. So it was quite a busy period. It involved contacting lots of people across departments to say, you know, can you really prove impact? Can you really prove outcomes with this? Describe that to me. Describe how you were person-centred in this, how you spoke to service users and carers as part of the process of development. So already at that stage, it was a really positive piece that was sort of mildly challenging for people to just look at things in a different perspective. But it was really great that we'd already got a head start there with that information. So lots of written material. But also what was great is I found out lots of new things about work going on in other departments. And I think it's important to say it's not just an operational endeavour, this. And particularly because of the domains that you chose, it really impacts on the whole of the department. And so perhaps areas like headquarters that were less involved in operational development really started to understand how all this linked together. So, yeah, really, really positive piece for us, even at that stage. Great. Thank you for that. My next question is coming back to you, Jess. What did it feel like when CQC were there? So looking back to the summer of this year, I think the thing that stuck in my mind was the sudden influx of lots of bodies because we were still just fresh out of restrictions. And so I suppose that was a little bit of a surprise, but really nice to have that in-person contact. Quite complex kind of logistical arrangements required in terms of getting people out to the far-flung corners of Hampshire. So there was a little bit of a sense of a panic just from, from that perspective. But the other thing that stuck in my mind was just how positive and lovely and approachable all of the inspectors were despite their number. So, so yeah, again, really positive. And certainly the feedback from staff was similar when those inspectors got out to the areas. Right. And was it what you were expecting? And if not, what was different? I think there were a few things that needed ironing out across the time, just because of the short time frames involved in setting up the test and learn. There were just some things that we needed to iron out and clarify around the nature of visits. But by the middle of the week, I think we were absolutely aligned with regard to those things. And it was just part of the development of the process. Lovely. Thank you, Jess. Bernie, I want to come to you next, if that's okay. What feedback did you get from your staff about the test and learn activity? Actually, Mary, they quite enjoyed it. They were really happy they'd been asked to share their views and that they had a voice. I would echo what Jess has just said. The team that visitors from CQC really put them at ease. It was very friendly. It felt very supportive and it felt like nobody was trying to catch them out. They just really wanted to know what life was like on the front line and how they worked with people. The process didn't feel overly bureaucratic. Obviously, it involved quite a lot of work probably quite rightly so, in terms of making sure we were evidencing the right things. And whilst we did have to set up some bespoke meetings with some particular groups of staff, CQC colleagues did want to come to existing meetings to make it as least burdensome as possible. And they wanted to know what was going on out there in the world of the delivery of adult social care and the delivery of the CARE Act. So they wanted to see what was actually happening. 
Great. That's really interesting. Thank you. And I'm coming back to you, Bernie, for the next one. I'm wondering what advice you'd give to other local authorities who might be thinking about what they need to do to prepare for an assessment. So I think start now, if not before, but it's all about the continuous improvement and transformation, which is what our world is about, how we're continually striving to improve how we work with people. You may need a dedicated resource. We did try initially to do it alongside the day job, and I wouldn't recommend that. It became quite stressful. So I do think it's good to actually identify a project management manager or somebody who would lead the process for you and bring in the right people. It's also important to prepare the wider system, our partners, health partners, our VCSE colleagues, and obviously internally the chief executive, elected members, lead member or executive member, to let them know that CQC colleagues would be visiting and that would be asking them to take part. And really importantly, how you communicate with staff beforehand. So I used existing broadcasts that I have with staff. I have an adult social care forum. I asked CQC colleagues if they'd give me a briefing I could share with people so that they were aware what the ask was, because otherwise you people think, well, what, what am I being asked to do? And then they can really focus. And again, I think I've mentioned it in terms of what we should be doing anyway. Make sure your policies and procedures are up to date. Make sure you've got clear governance in place and reporting processes. And really importantly, make sure you've got a strong performance framework, absolutely focused on outcomes. Really important how you can evidence you're working with people that we support and how you're looking at co-production and how you support and develop your staff, how you, you involve your staff in this and how you can make sure there's a real focus on your staff support to support the most vulnerable people to have better outcomes. I think the final piece of advice would be be yourselves, be open and honest. CQC colleagues aren't trying to catch anybody out. I was told by somebody in CQC when I was having a conversation that they can tell very clearly and easily if people, partners, staff have been primed to say the right things. So being authentic is always the right policy. And try and think of some case examples where they'd work with people to support them to have better outcomes in their lives. What would you say went well and what could do with more fine tuning in the process? I think the working together with CQC went well. It was an iterative process and I think we were learning together. I think the fine tuning happened, as Jess said, as we went along in terms of what we're being asked to do. One example is CQC colleagues would like to attend meetings. So we'd put CQC into the meetings and sent an invite. But we later found out actually it would have been more beneficial if they had a slot on the meeting to have a discussion. So some of the later meetings, CQC colleagues took an active part rather than just observed. I think we got some of the guidance later because CQC would still develop in those tools. And when it comes in place formally, colleagues across the country will have that in advance, which will be really helpful. But I think we learned together. I think we fine tuned together. And I think at the end of it, you know, it was a lot clearer in terms of how the process will work going forward. Great. Thanks, Bernie. Jess, just reflecting on what Bernie said, would you or any of the people working alongside you do anything differently now following the test and learn exercise? I think what has been fantastic is that consolidation around the experience of the person and being able to really prove outcomes and impact 
liked the and so what? And I think we do that. But obviously what the CQC framework and the test and learn did is really light a fire under that as an absolute primary focus in every case. And in some situations we had done that and in others we required more thought around that. And I think it's going to be something that for every local authority really just sharpens that absolute focus. I think just wanting to comment a little on the element of what you might change in the future I think it was slightly difficult concentrating on the assessment domain and not being able to have CQC look at case studies and I know that that is a a plan that kind of case examples going going forward and I think that's quite important with some of the domains in terms of evidence and I think we struggled not through fault of our own to provide evidence in some of those areas because of those types of issues but again only because of the nature of the test and learn and I know that that's something that CQC will absolutely be looking at in the final iteration when you move on to full inspection in 2023. Thank you. I want to open up the questions now to my CQC colleagues Laura and Lella. You were both involved for both Manchester and Hampshire. How did you find the experience and what did you learn from it? Laura, coming to you. Thanks, Mary. A lot of what Bernie and Jess have said has really resonated with me. I think for us, it was really exciting to be part of something brand new. There was lots of learning for us as well, as you've already touched on as part of the process. I think working with our colleagues in policy and data and insight much more closely with them was really helpful. And we also had some subject matter experts in our team, which was fantastic. So we had a principal social worker from another local authority and a former local authority chief executive. And that was excellent for us in terms of us learning from them. We really enjoyed meeting and talking with frontline staff and learning about local areas. And I have to say, I think staff talked really honestly. We heard about some really good practice as well. My background is social work and I felt quite inspired by some of the examples that we heard. So that was excellent. I think learning wise, we could have been clearer at the outset about what we wanted from the assessment and how we wanted to work. For example, it was helpful for us to have several meetings running concurrently and we've learned that as we went along. We also learned that we could do quite a lot more off site and that would then cut down on our time. So that was really helpful. Also, I think somebody's touched on as well the planning. So we had a CQC planner and she liaised quite closely with the local authority contact. Both of them were extremely organised and that really helped us with all our logistics and we couldn't have done it without them. And I think for me, finally, we had a lot of information that was sent to us in advance from the local authorities as part of their data return. And we learned that we could streamline what we asked for to be as clear as possible and only ask for what we needed. So I think those were probably the key things for me, Mary. Thanks, Laura. How about you, Lella? Thanks, Mary. I would agree with everything that's been said before. I think the communication with Jess and Bernie and their teams was really open. And as Bernie was saying, we didn't get the sense that staff were primed, but we got the sense that staff knew what we were there for and that they'd been encouraged the same in both areas. They'd been encouraged to be as open 
about their work as as possible so they were telling us about what they did well and they were really proud to tell us about that and they were also open about challenges so there was a real sense of openness and honesty there I think flexibility as has been previously mentioned about learning as we were going along and that was great for us that we felt that there was a real kind of working together sense from Jess and Bernie and their teams that where we needed to adapt things and as we were learning and changing things I mean particularly we were all challenged with flexibility in Manchester with train strikes Covid and a national heat wave but we all got there in the end so we have really learned a lot from the test and learn and it's been great that Bernie and Jess have been able to be part of that I feel because we've got some great feedback and hopefully that will continue and I think that we've already worked on a lot of the things along with our colleagues colleagues in policy and and data and intelligence about some of those things and one of the main challenges I think for all of us to work out together is how we better get the views of people who use services and I think that's something that we're going to continue to talk to local authorities about how we can do that better. Thank you Lella and that's the reason we're all doing what we're doing here isn't it so that's absolutely really really great thank you. So my final question is for you all I'm going to start with Jess and then Bernie. What could the impact be if we do this really well? Jess. Thanks, Mary. I think particularly in the current times with the financial challenges that extend to every local authority, it is so welcome for us all to have a national focus on quality and that barometer. So there's something about the context of where we are in the moment and how this will particularly support local authorities in that area. I think there's no question that it will improve quality and the focus upon service user outcome before you even get to us because people are needing to prepare And I've seen across local authorities, you know, new roles being appointed in terms of quality improvement as a result of this. But I also think and I would like to think that if there are local authorities that are struggling from an adult services perspective, that this will bring along mutual aid and the ability to work with those local authorities earlier around problems and challenges. So I think there is lots of opportunity. I don't think local authorities should be afraid with regard to that. Thanks, Jess. Bernie? Yeah, just to add to what Jess has said, I think it will give assurance to the people we serve and support about the quality and safety of our services. And importantly, it gives us all the opportunity to celebrate our successes, as well as identify the gaps and challenges to know where we need to focus on. CQC understood the challenges. They weren't looking for perfection, but I think it was reassuring that when they, certainly in Manchester, they identified the gaps, that we were already aware of them and we already had plans in place to address them, which was really, really important. I've shared the findings of the CQC test and learn across my system now. And I have to say it's really lifted us at a time of of huge challenge. And it's really kind of assuring that despite those challenges, we're doing the right things. And whilst there's always room to improve, we're on the right track, keeping people at the heart of everything we do and supporting them through our support to our staff who work on the front line to support the people we serve to have better outcomes in their lives. Bernie, thank you. Lella. 
I think that process will enable us to highlight and share good practice. We saw some really lovely good practice and great outcomes for people across both of the areas where we were. And the report will enable some of those good practices to be highlighted and shared and obviously with the aim of driving improvement you know, nationally. Thanks. Thank Mary. you. Laura, final word to you. Thank you. As everyone said, really, it's about the report, I think, showing successes and challenges for the local authority. And I think the fact that we'll be able to hear from staff and people accessing the services and the fact that this will give them a voice is really positive. And it's about, as Lella said, shining a light on the good practice and then sharing this information upwards and downwards as well. I think it's really important. And I think that will be the impact if we do it well. Mary. Great. Thank you. So recognising both the challenges and the great work. That sounds good. So thank you all so much. It's been a really interesting discussion and we really appreciate you all taking the time to talk to us. And thanks to those who are listening as well. And you can keep up to date with all the work we're doing to transform the way we regulate, including how we are approaching local authority assessment through our blogs, our digital engagement platform and our regular bulletins and links are in the description of this podcast. Thank you.